Hey friends, thanks so much for tuning into the Inner Revolution podcast. Are you ready to be changed? Well, let's go. Hey friends, thanks so much for tuning in for another episode of the Inner Revolution. Uh, always very good to hear from you, uh, just your feedback, and encourage you to uh, comment. I'm on Spotify and I think seven other platforms from Google Podcasts to Apple, Spotify, of course, the uh, Anchors uh, platform as well, or even on Facebook. Uh, again, your input, maybe questions that you may have or topics that you'd like to hear about uh, would be very uh, interested to continue to hear from you. Um, we're getting ready for an amazing missions conference this week here at our church, Greater Grace. And I wanted to think about a thought today about being born for battle. Now, when you think about being born for battle, uh, it doesn't sound like, you know, to those that want to run from battle or an avoidist, maybe someone that runs from any type of conflict, this may startle you from the very beginning. But, but really, born for battle, this topic, I want to take from the perspective of we fight our battles on our knees or we fight our battles from our hiding place. And what does that mean? What does that mean? Well, again, in the day and age that we live in, I mean, just we just did another cast last week on the aftermath. There's just so much collateral damage. Um, you know, one person you know, set it like this, you're running fast at something and all of a sudden there's a stationary object and you hit it full force and that object doesn't move but you break or you break bones or you bounce off of it with great pain. You know, for instance, you know, running through the house, uh, we have our nephew staying with us and, you know, he's running full tilt looking at uh, something other than where he's running and he crashes into the sofa and uh, that heavy stationary object hurts him. So, so this can happen in our daily life where we can be moving in a direction very quickly and um, with full confidence and then we hit something and it does not move. Well, how do we deal with those things that are immovable in our lives? How do we deal with things that are don't change quickly in our lives and I think our hiding place is really a key place to do battle one writer says you know do your warring on your knees move forward advance on your knees now that may not seem like a glorious statement but really we do battle the battle in 1414 of Exodus is the Lord's uh, but in our natural, we want to be strong and we want to roll up our sleeves and just do battle in our own strength. But supernaturally, that does not work. The more we beat the air, as Paul said in 1 Corinthians 9, the more we're worn out in Daniel 7.25. And that's the plan of the devil is to have us operate outside of our hiding place and to operate in our natural strength natural ideas natural conclusions natural resources but when we get on our knees when we seek the lord he gives us 
wisdom from above in James chapter 3, 15 through 18. And in those verses, it's contrasted which type of window, uh, wisdom is from above and which is from below. But think about this. Our hiding place is really the presence of God. That is the place we were, where we're camouflaged from the devil. And when he looks for us, he does not touch us in 1 John 5, 18 and 19. Why? Because we're hidden in Christ. Now, what does this mean practically for us today? Well, Psalm 32 Verse 7 says, you are my hiding place and you preserve me from trouble. You surround me with songs of deliverance. Um, one translation says, you surround me with songs of victory. It's amazing. Songs of victory. So when we're in our spiritual castle, uh, you know, the castle in the olden days was the epitome of their strength and they would be able to fortify themselves and take care of themselves and starve out the uh, the enemy that said surrounded them and based on the size of the walls or based on the resources um, <clears throat> you know someone could function in their castle for for quite a long time well in our spiritual life we have walls of doctrine we have a fortification in colossians chapter 3 where we are hid in Christ. We are hidden from the devil. <clears throat> we are camouflaged. Now, sometimes we get shaken. Sometimes we uh, get fearful. Sometimes we feel like the devil is has the advantage. And uh, why is that? Well, it means we have left our hiding place. We've left the presence of God maybe in our in our minds, in our heart, and we have somehow relied on ourselves, our natural experience, and we have gotten into the driver's seat and put God in the passenger seat, or in some cases, the back seat, or sadly enough, maybe in some cases, put him out of the car. Well, as a believer, he is our hiding place. Ephesians 2, 14, he is our peace. So having him hide us, we are then born for battle. Now, who does the fighting? Well, we said Jesus does. His promises, His the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So we do not have carnal weaponry. Uh, therefore, we rely in prayer we rely in faith, we rely in faith confessions, faith declarations, and we operate in a prepared new and living way in Hebrews 10, 20. Now, uh, the psalmist goes on in 119, 114, he says, you are my hiding place and my shield, I wait for your word. So again, when you look at the Roman, in history, Romans had these amazing shields uh, where they would hide uh, behind them because they were so uh, incredibly um, huge. Uh, in some cases, they would anoint their shields with oil. So fiery darts, when they hit the shield, the, uh, the oil would quench the, the fire so it wouldn't, wouldn't burn the shield. It's the same thing here. Like, we are hid in Christ, hid in His Word, hid in His promise. And this has to be our front view. This has to be something that we speak to ourselves. We have to remind ourselves. We have to meditate 
in 1 Timothy chapter 4, we have to give ourselves wholly to these meditations uh, so that we battle from our hiding place. This is where battles are won and lost. Now, we know Jacob wrestled with the Lord and there was great impact. Uh, and this is where we need to do our battles, not with people. It's not flesh and blood. We don't need to wrestle the things that uh, want to steal our energy, but instead in, on our knees in prayer, we continue to cast our burdens onto the Lord. We, we do not bear them once. We do not bear one burden. It's too much for us, as Hudson Taylor said. So casting our care on the Lord in 1 Peter chapter 5 is a continual thing that we might have to do daily. Notice this in Psalm 17, 8. Keep me as the apple of thine eye and hide me in the shadow of your wings. Again, knowing who we are in Christ, having a grace identity is part of the fruit of our hiding place. He is our hiding place. It's incredible. Psalm 27, 5, for in the day of trouble, he will conceal me in his tabernacle. In the secret place of his tent, he will hide me. He will lift me up on the rock. Notice this. It's God that's doing the fighting. It's God that's doing the lifting. It's God that's doing the defending. It's God that's, who's standing in front of us. And the devil has to go through God Almighty before he touches us. Now, bad things happen to godly people. Difficult things happen to people that are obedient. Uh, not always is the repercussions of an action due to disobedience, even though that's something that does happen as we, what we sow we will reap. And the wages of sin is death. So there is some, pre you know, there's things that when we do things in corruption, we sow to the flesh, we reap corruption. But also, First Peter 3 says, even the righteous, they are... Uh, they will have trouble, and it's to bring us deeper in our faith. It's to bring us uh, more intentionally in our faith. It's designed to help us engage uh, God in our faith. So these are important things to understand. Even when looking at Psalm 23, the, David was, that was definitely not a sunny day when he wrote Psalm 23. The Lord was shepherding him, but it was, he was being pursued by his enemy, Saul, and he was in a very difficult place. And, but, but where was he? He was in his hiding place. The Lord was shepherding him. Psalm 31.20, you will hide them in the secret place of your presence. There it is. <clears throat> that's, you know, that's the point. From the conspiracies of men, you will keep them secretly in a shelter from the strife of tongues. Wow, what a verse today. You will hide them in the secret place of your presence from the conspiracies of man. You will keep them secretly in a shelter from the strife of tongues. Psalm 31, 20, great verse to memorize. This is where we get into trouble. We leave our hiding place and we become vulnerable. We become a target. We become defeated. We defeat ourselves. We trip over ourselves. We make little things, big things. But when we're in our hiding place, we're resting but we're looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. It, it does not mean we're passive. It doesn't mean that we're complacent. It doesn't mean we're apathetic. But instead, we're looking and learning and listening from the right source. So we're, we're listening to the promises of God. Therefore, we're able to speak from the wisdom of God. We're hearing God's heart. So therefore, we're able to identify and receive what is God's heart. Oftentimes the atmosphere will project things at you and I, 
And oftentimes we have to say, okay, is this something that God would say to me? Is this something that's drawing me closer to my faith? Is this something that would reflect the heart and nature of God? If it is, embrace it. If it isn't, reject it. So our hiding place, just like a bunker in war, the bombs flying, the the airplanes dropping uh, munitions everywhere, what do we do? We hide in something stronger than ourself. I mean, we see that in Proverbs chapter 30. The conies, they hide in the rocks. It's amazing. These little beaver-like animals, they're weak, but they're strong because of what they hide in. That's amazing. What are you hiding in today? Are you hiding in your, your job? your savings? Are you hiding in your best plan? Are you hiding in uh, just your positive attitude? You know, positivity is not going to keep us um, because it's not about optimism. It's about having God's mind. You know, there's so much uh, play on words in the Christian world today about being optimistic and being positive. Well, that's like has a Buddhist type of root to it. Uh, I want to be, I want to have God's mind, and therefore will be objective. And uh, optimism's great, being positive's great, but we, you know, we're not gonna like try to be uh, fake about it. We want to be realists with God's mind. And if we are negative or discouraged, then. We want to maybe hold our peace and get on our knees in our hiding place, in our inner sanctuary, in a place where we can lay out the things that trouble us before the heart of God and say, Lord, this hurts. Lord, I don't like this. Lord, I'm fearful about this. Lord, what is your plan here? And we're quiet before him in our hiding place. That can be in our car. That can be in our closet. That can be on a walk. It's a place where we're totally still in his presence. And he'll equip you and I in the hiding place to go out into the marketplace. He'll go out. He'll give us in the hiding place what we need to fight in the battle place. He'll give us what we need in the hiding place to uh, minister to our families, to uh, be in a place where there is lots of change or lots of fear. God will give you and I a word from the hiding place. This is why we're born for battle. I love that term. There's a great devotional about this, born for battle. Why? Because God speaks to the one who's listening. God is equipping the one that is seeking him. God is equipping the one that's called, and therefore he will be faithful to give you in Psalm 80 verse 10 a word when you need it. He'll give you compassion when you don't sense the compassion or have the compassion that's needed. God will give you a spirit of compassion. God will give you patience as you receive his patience. It, it's amazing. Well, Psalm 6-4, hide me, or I'm sorry, Psalm 64-2, excuse me, Psalm 64-2, hide me from the secret counsel of evildoers, from the tumultuousness of those who do iniquity. Hide me in yourself, Lord. Hide me in your mercy. Hide me in your grace. Because what happens when we're hidden in God, things don't get under our skin. And if they do, we recognize it and we say, okay, I'm not going to let that steal my joy. Lord, I cast that into your care. And sometimes it's more than just saying a prayer, like a quick 
a quick, uh, quick couple of words, but maybe we have to sit before the presence of God for quite a season and quiet ourselves down and just receive his quietness. Because in quietness and confidence is our strength. It's our strength. So where are you hiding today? You know, I always I always think about camping. You know, I, I love to camp. and uh, But when you look at your tent, it's like so thin. You know, it's like very, the vinyl. It's just, um, you know, an animal could crash into that. And that would be uh, that would be the end of your tent. But our confidence can be in the wrong hiding place. You know, our confidence, sure, the tent keeps us from the elements, but it's not meant to be a defense. We need something to hide in that's a defense, something that's stronger than us. In Psalm 61, it says, lead me to a rock that's higher than I. So in a world that we're living in today of just crazy, demonic, backwards thinking, uh, very, very twisted. Um, we better get our battle gear together. We better get, uh, we better anoint our shields in Isaiah 21.5. We better get off the playground and, and prepare our hearts for the battleground because it's coming. It's already here where there's the confrontation of the enemy to render you and I uh, irrelevant, to render you and I ineffective, and this is why the weapons of our warfare are mighty. And what are our, what are our weapons? Well, Isaiah, uh, um, Ephesians 6 talks about the, the armor of God. But we have the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. Know what you believe. Know why you believe it. Have chapter and verse why you believe and answer the critic in grace and compassion, but with a definitive, concrete, and, and a very... Um, you know, a very comprehensive answer, you know, because oftentimes the critic is, is uh, you know, he is throwing a, a uh, you know, a, a bomb at you, a missile at you, a fiery dart of Psalm 91. And, um, you know, we have must have an answer, as Timothy said, to, to not defend the gospel, but to uh, be a ministry to the critic. By the way, the gospel does not need to be defended. And here's a very good point. I was reminded of this illustration. The gospel is like a lion in the cage. And what that means is the lion just needs to be let out of his cage and he will defend himself. This is the same principle. We are not defenders of the gospel. We are presenters of the gospel. We're presenters. So instead of just um, trying to defend the reputation of Christ, just let the lion out of the cage. Present who Christ is according to the word of God. And the lion will defend itself. The word will defend itself. Well, people might say, I don't believe in the word. Well, that doesn't mean it's still not true. This is the point. The devil wants you to leave your hiding place. He wants you to leave the place of absolute truth. It doesn't matter if someone doesn't believe the word of God. It's still true. Romans 3.3. 3. So therefore, don't, don't shift to a, uh, a level where you leave absolute truth because that's where the advantage comes from the devil to, to debunk any argument. doesn't matter if you don't believe the word of God. It's still true. It doesn't matter that you don't believe Christ is the son of God. It's still true. And no matter how strong falsehood looks, it is still false. And no matter how weak the weakest uh, the weakness of God is, is more powerful than the strength of God, the more powerful than the wisdom of God. So the critic today 
the liberalist, the communist, as we're seeing Marxism uh, surround us and enclose around us very quickly, to the believer, he is awake, he and she is prayerful, and we're in our hiding place. And the power of God is ministering life, liberty, and hope uh, to the believer. So are you dressed for battle? Do you know how to use your weaponry? That's another big thing. Uh, do you uh, know where to go when you're disappointed or when you're uh, maybe anxious? The, the believer is not without trouble. Um, you know, do, do believers get depressed? Yes, they do. Uh, do they get discouraged? Yes. Do they lose, dis do they have despair? Well, uh, there's one thing to be discouraged, another thing to be in dis despair, and a whole other thing to be in disillusionment. So those are great indicators to hide ourselves in the promises, to speak truth, to not let our feelings be in the front seat. You know, I've had people say, you know, I don't feel God. I don't see God. I don't sense God. I don't hear God. Well, that, those are seasons where that may happen. But the point is, what, the, what does the word say? What does your hiding place say? What is the presence of God revealing? Well, God is with you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. He is um, present help in time of need. So instead of seeking a feeling, which is a very poor hiding place, we want to seek the truth of the Word of God. So today, born for battle. Sure, we love the beach parties, we love the garden parties, past the hamburgers, we, we love times of peace, but guess what? Uh, you know, I love what one writer said, peace is an armed neutrality, which means uh, we have peace today because we're ready for war at any moment. Because when a nation is, is disarmed and unprepared, then it's just a matter of time before another nation comes and conquers him. It's the same thing with the devil. The devil knows who is prepared, who is not prepared. He knows who walks with God and who doesn't walk with God. And he can monopolize and hijack uh, an unprepared believer, a carnal believer, uh, a believer that's quenching the spirit at, at any point. So born for battle means that we're, we are aware of our adversary. We're not looking for the devil under every rock, of course, but we're not ignorant of his devices. 1 Corinthians 2.2. 2. We understand that the spirit of the age, the prince of the power of the air, is alive and well. But you and I have victory in Luke 10.19 over the scorpion over the serpent uh you know the the scorpion stings and someone dies later uh very very powerful uh, verse there talks about maybe words or things that sting us and we don't address it and we just let it sit there and we die later because of it the devil loves to do that but when we're, when we're in our hiding place it hits god first he is afflicted with the things that we are afflicted with in Isaiah 63, 9. And he delivers the righteous out of them all. It may be this side of the heaven, or it may be in heaven itself that we are ultimately delivered from the enemy. Don't leave your hiding place today. That doesn't mean don't become a spiritual hermit. That doesn't mean go live in the woods with 
tons of boxes with ammunition and things of that nature, food for six years or 10 years. No, no, we can be in the storm, but not of the storm. We can be in the battle, but we have the right person fighting the battle. Don't leave your hiding place. That presence of God, frequent it, ask for it. Lord, fill me today. Fill me with your mind. Fill me with your words. Fill me with your joy. Fill me with your with your wisdom, with songs of deliverance. I want to hear the, the victory cry. I want to know the cadence of the Spirit today. As we walk in the Spirit, we will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. He is our hiding place. Don't hide in anything else inferior. Rest in Him. Relax in Philippians 4.4, in the joy of the Spirit. And God will give you what you need for the problem. He'll give you the Spirit on how to handle your kids and how to love your kids and how to lead your kids and how to serve your wife and how to minister um, care. Uh, he'll give you grace for the one that is uh, just combative or the, maybe the person that is antagonistic. God will show you maybe that 1% that is healthy or the 1% and he'll help you diffuse the situation by pouring life into the healthy part of that equation and watch it grow, watch it grow, watch it grow. Well, these are some great thoughts today. You are my hiding place. We have to take the time and be prepared for battle. We wouldn't enter the battle with a squirt gun, right? It's like going to church without your Bible, right? It's like going into the shower without soap. What do you, I mean, what are you going to do? It's like have your Bible, have your meditation, have your attention. You know, so many people might say, oh, I don't receive much when I hear the word. Well, are you prepared to hear the word? So many rush in from their days and sit in the pew and they just, it takes them 45 minutes. Maybe one person said to me, it takes me 45 minutes just to be in a place where I can concentrate and be receptive. Well, I get it. Life happens like that. But take the time and be prepared so you can receive what the Spirit has for the church. So you can receive from your personal devotionals. So you can receive when the... Because you cannot prepare when the darts and arrows are flying. When the pestilence at noonday and, and the demonic armies and demonic people and just... Um, the barrage of trouble. You cannot prepare in the battle. We must be prepared before the battle to run into our hiding place. Okay, Lord, I'm going to pray about this before I move. Lord, I'm going to seek your face before I answer. I'm going to rest and be very still so I'm not in a reactive mode, but more of a responsive mode. Sure, we, we don't do this naturally, uh, perfectly the first couple times maybe, but as we run to our hiding place, we recognize who the real enemy is, and we don't fight. We don't fight people. We don't fight, um, you know, cultural issues. We we address the kingdom issue, and we get off the merry-go-round and we prepare for battle, and we are effective ministers. Why? Because we know what the devil's doing. And we're focusing on lifting up Christ. I love that. I love that. It's a very, very beautiful verse that Jesus was lifted up in 1 John 3, 8 to destroy the works of the devil. 
to destroy the work of the devil. Lift up Jesus where you're at. Lift up the name of Jesus, the character of Jesus, the mercy and grace and truth of Jesus, and, and you know, watch the devil back up. Watch the devil shut up and watch the devil be experientially defeated because he is defeated. He is. And uh, we just need to use the right warfare and to uh, be hidden away in the presence and words and spirit of God. God bless you. Thanks, friends, for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and subscribe so that you don't miss an episode.